Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Top Drawer Podcast. Adam and Alex are back here with you. Match week three is in the books, and we've got a ton to talk about. We have goals galore, decisions galore. We'll get into all of that. We're going to go through the Premier League. We're going to wrap up all the scores. We're going to talk about stuff that's been happening so far this midweek, and we're going to look forward to uh, match week four and all the matches coming there. So we're going to get right into it. The first match of the weekend, Brighton drew 2-2 at full-time over United, while United went on to win 3-2 at second full-time. In the battle of the I-can't-believe-in-you-just-yet derby, Everton drops Palace. Chelsea and all their money had to claw back to a second-half draw against Eastern European nightclub FC 3-3. In the match that I'm sure no one was really watching or paying attention to, Burnley lost to Southampton 1-0. Leeds has a major letdown as they can only score one goal in a win over Sheffield. This one, I'm not even sure. I'm going to tell you what the score says. Allegedly, Tottenham and Newcastle drew 1-1. I, we'll have to check that with the legal team because I'm not sure about that. Man City need another $500 million on defenders as Leicester topped them 5-2. This next one, I, if I was unsure about Tottenham, Newcastle... I'm definitely unsure about this. I need to say it very slowly because I will mess it up. West, I almost did it right there. Mm. West Ham beat Wolves 4-0. I, I heard my lips say it, and I still don't, I still don't believe it's it. It's written down here, but I, I, don't, I, don't I don't believe so. it. I, we'll have to check that. Jack Grealish apparently can do more than wear child shin pads and get fouled a lot as he scores in a 3-0 win over Fulham. And Sadio Mane had no time for you jabronis as he dropped the people's elbow on Arsenal in a Liverpool 3-1 win. Coming to you from the round of 16 of the Cabrero Cup, Eric Dyer takes the piss out of Chelsea as Tottenham top Chelsea 5-4 on penalties. You know what? They just don't piss on the field anymore? No, yeah. Game's I mean. gone. Game's gone mad. Right. What there's, happened to there's players? There's no fans. Who are, who are you going to upset? There's no children the around. Yeah. What is this? Uh, now, yes, I agree. You should you should step off the pitch. Maybe do it on off the touchline. Shit in your pants. There you go. Get in the game. You right. get paid tons of money to do this. Blood, sweat, and tears doesn't have and any shit. meaning anymore, right? And shit and piss. But yeah, yeah. Do you see he's played 180 minutes in like the last like 48 hours? Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. Has? He played. He played in uh, Granted, Newcastle he's pro- game. He's yeah. probably ran like six kilometers through both. He probably ran more going to take a piss going and getting back onto the pitch. Yeah. Then he did. I think he had to change uh, a lawn chairs out, though, that he sets up right, in the middle of the right. pitch. He's wearing them out pretty quickly. Sink. They wa- they watered the pitch too much, and the chair mm-hmm. was sinking a yep. bit. Yeah. So I didn't see that. I saw the tweet. So that was in match. Yeah, that was mid match. Like game is being played yeah, on he, the field. Yeah, he ran off the pitch right down the tunnel. Jose Mourinho is looking and shouting down the tunnel, chases him down the tunnel. Chases him into the bathroom. CCTV's got pictures of it. You see Mourinho go in, and then here comes Eric Dyer. I think we need to clarify what the P is. It was he had to he had to piss. Yeah. Well, are you sure it was that? I don't know. Well, that's right. he said nature was calling, and then when they had apparently you get a trophy for winning the round of sixteen in the Cabrero Cup. Anyways, As you do. he put it on the uh, closed the stall toilet seat. Very and, nice. Yeah, Very I took nice. a picture of that. Uh wow, but like. That was against Chelsea, mind yeah. you. Frank Lampard, mm-hmm. Chelsea. Like, the disrespect. You had Sorry, lads, a team gotta... voluntarily run down to 10 men and down a manager who had no idea what the hell was going on. Correct. And you still lost. Yeah. 
Now I will say so what what Ooh. kind of concerns me though is at the end uh so Mason Mount the youngster for Chelsea missed his penalty and that's what ended up uh putting um Tottenham through immediately after he misses his penalty when he turns around the first player to console him uh cuz he was starting to cry or, or whatever was Eric Dyer. Now my issue with that is at the speed and haste of which he had to leave the restroom with Jose Mourinho barking at his ear, there's no way he had time to wash his hands. Mm, yeah. And I'm, I would be more upset if I was Mason Mount that I missed, instead of missing the penalty, that this man's pee hands was touching my head I and wa- trying to console me. I wonder, let me look on the show sheet. Let's see here. Uh, who does Tottenham play next? Can't find it. Okay, never mind. As I say, I wonder if like they play Chelsea next. And Dyer's out here playing 40 chess, right? Biological warfare. In mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. That's not the case, though. Uh, I did see a tweet a while ago about Mason Mount, and it said Mason Mount has played like nine of 11 positions on the field in yep. his professional career, and it's a testament to how amazing he is that he can be shit at every single at one of them. At all of them. <laughs> he, he looks good. He looks good when he when you give him the ball just yeah, he, on the outside of the eighteen yard box and he's kind of pitter pattering around, maybe trying to crawl curl a ball in. He looks good. The balls never go to the back of the net. They never find their intended person, but he looks good. Yeah, he uh, he's, he's like a he, he can strike a ball in a set piece. Yeah, but you know, I can shoot a three pointer with no one guarding me. Not exactly. in a real basketball game. Exactly. So. Every now and again, I can hit a good set piece right. from top of the box. There can't right. be a goalie there, but you know. All right. Well, so we we gave the rundown. Um, what what do you got? What's the first one you want to wrap on? I mean, my picks looking better and better as the weeks churn by with Jamie Vardy winning the Golden Boot. I mean, yeah. mortgage your house and bet on this man if you didn't already with my uh, fantastic insight at the start of the year. Man, I mean, gets a hat trick. Well, first thing, Leicester five two over City. I actually so I saw City score. One nil, and then the oldest and I went fishing. Mm. And then we went and got ice cream on Sunday. It was a nice day. So we're sitting outside eating ice cream. I look at my phone, and I go, and I saw that they had lost 5 mm. 2. And him and I both looked at each other like, what? Yeah, that's serious? not supposed to happen. I mean, Vardy's two of his goals were penalties. That's fine. But that, did you see that cheeky? Uh, it wasn't even the back heel. It right? was an inside heel flick. Yeah, he literally just put his foot in a position that the ball ricocheted just it off the foot. It was that like cross step, yeah, like in play flick on Rabana yeah. almost, right? Like he didn't kick it, but he just in the ball goes between yeah, his oh, legs, dude. hits the inside of the boot at the flicks near up pose. over top of Ederson. Yeah, it was oh my great. god, it was great. I loved it. I mean, yeah. that man, I he's. What did I say? It was thirty-two, and he's out here not only running paces around everybody, doing shit like that because he, you know, he played in the fourth division, the non-division, whatever you want to call it, six years ago. Yeah. So I saw a stat that said um, he joined his first Premier League goal came when he was twenty-seven, and he has a hundred and eight mm-hmm. already. It is insane. Mad absolutely insane right. the guy just bags you know who else just bags and i know i kind of made fun of it at the beginning uh denny ings he always gets his goals I, like i'm so happy for him i wanted when he came to liverpool i was so thrilled because he was just one of those guys right and injuries happened mm-hmm. and the team progressed and it wasn't in liverpool's plans anymore and i think he knew it too and it was fine and he went but dude 
you know, tied for the golden boot last year. Mm-hmm. Or second, it is one second, off. Tied for second. Tied for second. Yeah, I think. And, and it's picking up again. Yeah. And Southampton with, you know, Hoiberg is gone. I mean, it's not like he's surrounded. It's like, I think it's like him and Nathan Redmond. And I think they only roll out like seven other players. Yeah. I think it's like, that's right. it. There's like nine, nine people and Ralph. That's it. That's all I got. It was a, a, a stat. I'm going to kick back to Jimmy Vardy for just a second. Yep. Um, so the only two players in the world uh, who have a hat trick on against um, uh, Pep Guardiola's <clears throat> Man City team. One of them is Lionel Messi, and yep. he has one hat trick. The other one is Jamie Vardy, and he has two hat tricks. Now, yes, he does play him more, but that's – that's a stat right there. Yeah, and, and also, you know, Pep was the first time a Pep team ever has given up five. Yeah, right. I mean, they just – the board needs to back him, okay? Yeah, they got to give he, him the money and let he him can't buy make the players. He chicken salad out of chicken shit, mm-hmm. all right? What do you expect this guy to do? Coach up any one of his $50 million fullbacks that he's yeah. bought? Come on. That's, that's unconscionable. Right. Why would you require him to do that? That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But good news is Ruben Diaz, 64 million pounds coming over from Benfica. Sure. I mean, we just wrapped up transfer news basically like right there because that's – Well – you you We'll get into that in a okay. minute. Yeah, I, I'm just – that was all that I had had. Yeah, initially written, um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure this 64 north of $50 million defender, mm. this one will, will be the one – better than that, the one they bought two works. months ago. Yeah, now, not, not Mendy – not no. Laporte. Okay, scored not Stones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to make it 4-2. Right. <laughs> I would have preferred, you know, if you're a Man City fan, which I am not, you would have preferred your defender not score, but, you know, maybe do something about the five goals yeah. that help let in. Maybe something. It's nice there. that you contributed to something on the score sheet. Mm. I would have rather if it had been. Been in the negative yes. on the other way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, 5-2. Re- I can't. Can't uh, talk about this game without Riyad Mahrez's uh, uh, fourth-minute goal. Rocket. Absolute banger. Absolute rocket. Banger, yeah. And he's left-footed, smokes it with his right foot off the post. My God. Yeah. But let's uh, let's get into last week you put to bed um, VAR. We had our VAR discussion mm-hmm. for the year. Um, and so we're happy to say that one week later we're back on that bullshit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we are. So – yeah, so Brighton win, or Brighton draw 2-2, and then United win 3-2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On a clear handball, clear handball. Correct. Neil Malpe, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Lunch, like jumping, lunging, and his arm arms goes out up. over his head, yeah. Absolute. I don't know how they get to that point, how they're at seven minutes when mm-hmm. that's called, when there was five minutes of added time. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not too... Thrilled about that. Well, this is yeah, as a, just a premise. Yeah, you know, it's it was very. I understand there's a lot of arbitrariness. Mm-hmm. Is, that's a word to the officiating in soccer. Yeah. I get it. You know, keeping time and running it in your head and whatever. Uh, that was. Yeah, I mean, I when in yeah. rewatching the highlights after after the game and, and earlier today. There was some celebrating that was going on. Uh, I don't think there was two minutes worth of celebrating going on after way. the fifth. I look at it this way: goal. if you score a goal in the first half of a match, there's a. I think there was a no. There, yeah, there was a substitution. I think after the ninetieth, mm-hmm. and then the goal. So if you substitute and score a goal in the first half of any match, 
there's they don't add two minutes. It's like no, like you have to like shoot someone and have to have right. the medics come out to get more than an minute right. in the first half. So, but I mean, whatever it happened. Uh, the, yeah, and, and I mean, as much as I'm happy that United won, it, the idea that you can end the match and, and then, then bring it back and then bring it back, like I agree that. All right, we can maybe the two-minute thing, He maybe the ref was counting something in his head weird. Maybe he didn't mean five minutes, he meant six. And so really, I, whatever. That doesn't, I, I'm less concerned with that and more when you end the game. that There's a line of demarcation. That just like I can't add goals. Like, because if that's the case, then we can now just start adding goals to games. That have, what's wrong with if it's a day over yeah. and VAR comes back? I so mean, it's, it's the like, same thing. It's like even worse than your gripe about the 36 seconds. Yeah, we ended the game. Last here. week. Right. <laughs> this one was blown dead. Mm-hmm. But now it, it is. I see. I understand that it. Like I get it. So the handball didn't happen stopped. after the whistle, yeah. right? Like so, that's why that's not as big of of a deal Agreed. for me. Because technically, the playing question happened prior to the end of the game. Right. My issue was, how are we at ninety seven here? Right. Like sure. I, I didn't. But well, also, and I don't see how. I mean, there's nobody. I mean, he was ready to blow the whistle right at that kick, right at that moment, and there wasn't anybody in his ear saying, hey, you know, maybe hold off on the whistle for a minute. Yeah. Although I suppose that's a good way to stop play so you can review it. That yeah, way you man. don't, I don't know. I mean, I, this is the problem with VR is I don't, we, can't, we, we don't know. But we can't spend that much time on this one because mm. we got another VAR handball yes, in the very next match, uh, Crystal Palace. That's mm. how they go down. And it was, it was a review. This one wasn't a terrible I'm not going to call it an injustice. It was an unlucky one. Yeah. Clearly, he hadn't had any intention, wasn't playing with it, but a hand was away from, from his body. body. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still not completely sure on the rule because this rule was, this is how it's been everywhere else. England just now adopted it, where it's below the shirt line. Yes. For all, not, not your actual shirt line, but... That's the kind general of, area. That's yeah. the idea, right? Where a short sleeve kit stops mm. and down is a handball. Now, I need to read it because there was one in a later match where the defender kept his hands behind his back and turned, and it hit him, like, on the forearm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was his arms were right. as could, close to his body right. as they, they Having were. arms, you were going to get hit. It was going to be And so that's what I mean. i got to read the rule because apparently this new rule is right. pretty... And it's, and it's meant... It's, it's As much as I know, it says literally if it hits the arm, no matter the position, the intent, if it hits yeah, the arm and it's below to, the short line, it's a handball. I saw literally today, maybe an hour or two before we recorded, before I came over... Uh, a report that said uh, the refs are now being asked to be more lenient when it comes to handballs. I didn't read the report. It was just the headline I caught from, I don't know, yeah. uh, 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 talk sport or, or something. But I, the consistency is where the issue is. Either everything's a handball when it hits your arm. Okay, I don't like that, but let, that's I can understand yes. that. It can't be subjective. Right. But and, the game is subjective, which is like it's such a, it's such a paradox. Mm-hmm. You have to be subjective, but your rules can't be. Right. I mean, we lived the last, I don't hey, know, wait. the last time it was I changed. I, yeah, we get the general idea of it. No, I'm right. Yeah, subjective. Yeah, another, okay, yeah. yep, go ahead, proceed. But, I mean, we've lived the last couple of years. Um, I don't know the last time it was changed, but it used to be, yeah, without VAR, the ref had to do it on the fly in real time. You know, it, it could hit your arm, but if it wasn't that far away from your body, how close was the ball when it was first kicked? Like, I mean, if I'm standing right in front and you, like, chip it right in front of me and you hit my arm because 
you know, I'm running or something. Yep. That was fine because it was unintentional and it was you're super close in proximity to Luis the ball. Luis Suarez used to do that blah, blah, blah. all of the time yep. for Liverpool. Used to chip into hands yep. all of the and time. And so that was subjective. Now, I think if they go back to something like that where it is subjective, we understand that, and we want the ref to be able to make the decision, well, now we have VAR. Instead of the ref having to make it from 40 yards away, full sprint trying to decide how close was he to the ball, how far was that, and have to make the call with no backup, now we can say, okay, call handball, review it. So you stop play for the penalty, you review it, it's and you tough. go, oh, he was close, blah, 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 it's blah, It's tough because you don't want, like the one, the example I said, you don't want a player literally holding his wrists and his arms to his body behind his back or in front of him as tight mm. as he can and getting a ball that literally is hitting him in the stomach yeah. or the butt, mm-hmm. but he's keep making sure he's keeping his arm. You don't want that to be one. No. But it's also difficult to say... Okay, if the ball touches you in any part of your arm below the shirt line and your arms are away from your body in any amount, if mm. we can see that they, they are, are not flush yeah. with your body. Because, I mean, you could literally get, you know, two inches in oh, just yeah. your natural gait when you're standing there. Mm-hmm. Your arms are never flush unless you do it. And But, I don't know. It's 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 imperfect. We got, we got another one. Mm-hmm. So, again, we got to keep this moving because there's lots of the yeah, same things to talk about. Too much. So, Newcastle, at the death, your, I believe it was your boy, Eric Dyer. Mm-hmm. El, El Pistolero. Yep. Heavy on the piss. Got up from his, uh, his chair. So, he jumps up at the end of the match. It was like the 93rd, 94th, mm-hmm. 94th minute or yeah, something. Because right. the goal calls for the 97th minute, but there was a bunch of bullshit in between. And so, the, the ball was played. It was a corner, I do believe, played over his head. Mm. And he, so he's jumping, and the ball is beyond him. And then Andy Carroll heads the ball Back down. Towards. I mean, it's 18 inches from when Andy Carroll's forehead to the forearm of Eric Dyer. But mm. again, in the rule, it, it touched it. Right. right? So, and you know, you, you know how everybody jumps with their arms at their sides, right? The best way to get lift off the ground, as everybody knows, is. Yeah. And. You know, and we had that problem even before VAR that those things would, even those would be called handballs. But it's like, okay, you just. I think that one, the worst part about it was it was a terrible header. It wasn't like it was flying in. And it wasn't like he was jumping into the path. Mm. He was in the air and the ball was headed into it. it was, yeah. Where did you want him to go or to do anything? Yeah. But moving on from that, I mean, we're not going to solve it. They're not going to solve it. We're going to have to deal with it. Um, I think this may be a recurring topic on our show. I can't. Just, to, just tune just in next week. Yeah, just a sense. Um, Alex at Glastonbury remains mm. the greatest performance of Tiago Silva on UK soil. Correct. Because, holy he shit. He is so bad. Him and David Luiz both are just off. I know, different teams. Yes, but yes. just as a point, I'm thinking yes. PSG. For, former yeah. supposed great ball player. You know, I was when I turned on, I heard. I saw he was wearing the armband. Mm-hmm. I thought back to our earlier conversation about Frank Lampard. Now I'm not. Now I know Zapoleta uh, Caesar, as I like to call him. Mm-hmm. He's he was on the bench. He didn't start. But I got a hard time giving an armband to my club on a debut of a 38 year old player who's never played in England. Like, we had that conversation mm-hmm. about him managing the old heads. 
Yeah. And the new kids and the talent. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying that there's yeah. dissension because. I, I, but I'm saying, my optics unless, was yeah. what. Unless Tiago came in, you know, a month and a half ago and really laid down the law and everybody fell in line immediately. Unless that happened. Well, that was the thing. Which exactly. I doubt. There wasn't like a preseason where he had been there and right. like he was the reason, right? right. He had all, there was all these new faces and for some reason Tiago just grabbed the team by the scruff and like said, mm-hmm. come on, this is how we're going to do it. You know, I, I know how to win. Yeah. Right. Follow me. Okay. This guy like shows up like three weeks ago, right off holiday from the French Riviera. Here you go, first yeah. match. Yeah, that was. That and was, then um, proceeded to get embarrassed. My gosh! So a full Slippy G moment yep. right in the midfield. Yep, it was great. Welcome to the Premier League. It's a lot harder when you're not playing farmers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got on here? So yeah, uh, so I just want to clarify. So the West Ham Wolves. In my notes, I have audible confusion intensifies. Correct. I, so, also. Uh, Scott Parker is fucking up my Rodgers to be fired first shout. Yeah. Because Fulham haven't a clue. They don't. It's like they've never played football before. It's so bad, man. It's so bad. And I like I like Fulham. I like Craven Cottage. We it's talked about ground. that. Like just mm-hmm. same thing with uh, Vitality with Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those ones that like uh, I liked it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a not uh, good. Yeah, not good. I have them going down this year because. It was really all going to happen on the first game. It was like, can they find their feet? I mean, I, I find that that happens a lot with, I mean, we all know this from teams that come up. You you got to just play football. You got to play your brand of football. You cannot change much, at least, when you step up to the Premier League. Yes, it is going to be a change. It's going to be faster. It's going to be harder. It's going to be quicker. All that's true. But if you lose your identity, what, what was successful in the championship, and try to compete with the likes of cities and Leicester's running around bagging goals yeah. and doing all this, you're going to fall apart. And that's and I, what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if they're not playing within themselves. I'm not going to claim to be the foremost expert on Fulham formation mm. and tactics. Um, and they might just be outgunned. We talked about it at the beginning mm. of the season. They're not spending money. Khan, the owner spent a hundred million two years ago and mm-hmm. it got him out. The first team out of the uh, relegated. So, <laughs> Especially in a COVID strap season where teams are all financially hurting without fans and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, eh, quite well, bono, right? Wonder if uh, in who's Janu- going to benefit, right? If January, if they're still out of the relegation battle, where they put a little money into it, I doubt it. Especially if they're in a relegation fight, I think they're just gonna so. Just so move that, on. but here's the other angle: if they're like, look, we're up, and okay, doesn't look like we're doing too good. You don't have to fire Scott Parker. No. I know that's what management and ownership does to appease the fans. Yep. There has to be a pound of Gotta flesh. Got to be ahead. Yep. But if you're really saying, like, look, we couldn't do it this year. I couldn't spend the money. And I know they don't want to hear that he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they don't have fans too because mm. he's still a billionaire or Correct. a multi, 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 multi-millionaire mm. at the worst. Right? Yeah, right. So the fans don't want to hear that. But, like, there might be some quiet, honest truth. If I'm a fan and I like Scott Parker, mm-hmm. but I know my team's outgunned, and if I just take them on face value and they say, look, we don't have the funds, like I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're not there for this they, club, how we run it. I'm not going to fire Scott Parker. Or I'm not, I, and, if, and if I'm a fan and I understand that, I don't want Scott Parker fired, do right, I? Right. Because if I liked him before and I know, I knew our team was going to be heavily outgunned mm-hmm. coming up, right? So 
Is he to blame? Is he the one that needs to go? Now, you wish that they don't start as poorly as they did. Correct. Because, I mean, if you go, you know, three wins before Christmas, right, you're at, you know, yeah. nine or 11 points at the halfway mark. You, you're it's, you're that's pretty a sluggish. Really, yeah. Well, and I think what they could do, if the strap for cash is where they are, I mean, you know, you say, we're going to take the money. We're going to go down, you know, if, if it's that's what's going to happen. We're going to go down this year, but we're going to take the money that we're getting from the TV deals for this year that we're in the league, and we're going to re- we'll reinvest it next year yeah. or in the I next mean, year, too. Yeah, and, and, you know. Get some loans, buy some players, yada, yada, do what and you got to do. And that sounds good on paper, but we all know fans. Correct. Fans don't. I mean, Liverpool won the league and had the greatest season of their lifetime, and because we'd only they had only signed a left back up until a week and a half ago, People were screaming FSG out because they didn't spend fifty million on Werner up front and mm. two hundred thousand pounds. Just yeah, people but are, that's what that's that's fans are fanatics. It's, fan, that's you know, name. supporters over fans or yeah. whatever the saying goes. So, all right, um, yeah, and then live, last one, Liverpool. Liverpool dominated. Yeah, Arsenal. And, Liverpool looks good. Arsenal doesn't look good at all. Well. They didn't at least. Here's here's my thing. I th- I didn't think they were bad. They they still tried to do what they wanted to do. They played out of the back. Liverpool just didn't ever stop pressing. Yeah. Ever. And well, and, and in fact, yeah, you're right. I mean, when you see where where Arsenal's goal comes from on that press, uh, I forget there's I forget who the players are, but if you there's a it goes over an, Van Dyke's foot or Van Dyke looks like he's going to try to clear yeah, it. It goes over and it surprises Robertson and he prior to that okay. when, when they're when they're charging the halfway line when yep. they're when they're playing out of the back there's three players that are so it's it's Robertson and Van Dyke are pushing back they're they're trailing back and Ma- then and then Maitland Niles is on the left yeah and so there was a triangle there in the midfield that collapsed when the ball came out to whoever got it before Lacazette, who then passed it, it up Lanaz, to Lacazette, flicks it out, and then he flicks it out. Uh, there, there's a triangle that breaks down as they all rush the ball, and then the minute it gets toe-poked up to Lacazette, and now Lacazette's one-on-one with two uh, center backs tracking backwards. All he had to do was just flick it out wide. There was a breakdown in the middle there that I think is what – it's the same thing when Pep – first came to City, and it's what you had to do when he was at Bayern. The control of the ball, the way they pressure when they lose the ball, the immediate pressure back on, the only way it's, is to these quick, sharp passes yeah. out, and you'll catch them out so of position. So it's tough, and Mikel Arteta had a really great interview that I watched after, and he spoke really highly. You know, he liked a lot of the things that his team did. You know, they had chances, right, four offsides traps, but they had two mm. that they broke. Allison had great positional awareness. He saw that the offsides was wasn't on, yeah. and he ran out before Lacazette mm. had his head turned to address the keeper. Yeah, and that was so that by the last ti- chance on goal. By the time he him. turned and wanted to find his avenue of shot, his angle was closed down because Allison wasn't charging. Allison was rooted. Yeah, make himself big. But only, what, mm. four meters away? Yeah, maybe. I yeah. mean, he was right there. Already in position, and Lacazette had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. If he tried to take a touch, Allison was close enough to just paw it away. And so, you know that. But what Arteta talked about was some things like that. And he, but he also said, you know, how Liverpool press so much. But he goes, you know, they couldn't do that three, four years ago. Right. And it's true. This wasn't Liverpool four years ago. Mm. 
Klopp was trying, but you know, Klopp's first 18 months, we were still terrible at set pieces. Yeah. Now as a Liverpool fan, if they score from a set piece, I don't know what that feels like anymore mm. or give up a goal from a set. Cause it just, it does. They've, he's drilled the zonal marking into their head yep. and they've, they've got it. Right. And so if Arsenal will back him and let him keep building, which it looks like, however, we'll see how long the question goes. I thought of when listening to it was when he said, you know, that was, you know, they've had five years to do it. They're building on the backs of not young strikers. Correct. Aubameyang and Lacazette can still play, but like he's saying, this is the beginning of the project. Mm. You are going to need to get your guys now to come up and learn. Because if everybody else learns and your front piece, you know, is behind the curve... I mean, the same or time, they're I mean, too old. What are you doing in defense too? With David Luiz hanging out back, they're running around fouling people because he Agreed. can't keep up with anyone. Agreed. But I mean, he's also been doing that for the last five years. Right, right. But the, aside the point, I mean, the, the whole team—they have. I think. I think they have one of the highest age team overall average age. Well, it's like twenty-seven or and something. So Maitland Niles, one of their brightest young players. You know, there was reports that you know, if the right thing came, they would have sold him this year. Mm-hmm. I was like. Who the hell are you going to play yeah. in two and a half, three years? Yeah. Who's going to be on, your, you do on you, your squad? You sell Aubameyang. You let Lacazette burn his legs out up front for as long as you can. You get Aubameyang out, and you get either pieces or money in return. That I mean, next end. year might be the year yeah, I, to sell Aubameyang. Because I, don't know I understand why not doing said. it now. Well, they just re-signed him. Yeah. He just re-signed. So he's... I mean, France will have a perfect spot for him, right? Mm-hmm. Get him right in right But in PSG. you can't, you know... I understand why not letting them go now because they're gonna need they need to stay up there while they rebuild on mm-hmm, the fly, which mm-hmm. is tough. So, but all right, well that that was the match week three as it was. Um, who I'll let you do the first of the two, and I'll do the second. Is that cool of our our weekly uh, accolades, or do you want to do the second? I think we. Who do you probably, want? I know we got the same ones. You want? We to got do, the same ones. Well, who, who do you want to address? I'll do. Uh, I'll do top. Okay. So our uh, our TDP top boy um, of the week, it's got to be Jamie Vardy. If be. even without the the hat trick, that little flick. That alone, flick on was was outstanding. Um, yeah, he just there's no he way does top, it. He does it. Top goal scorer in the league, I'm pretty sure. Oh uh, yeah, he's tied top goal. Scorer. Yeah, him and yep. DCL. Uh, yeah, yep. who's just hanging on. <laughs> I Vardy three minutes and he could have had four because they got that second penalty yep. or the the third penalty right at the end of the game. Three minutes yep. he was off the pitch, yep. but yeah, TDP top boy of the week, Jamie Vardy. So for our shithousery moment of the year nominee, uh, Neil Malpe with, and some of the the luster is taken off of it because he was at fault for the handball Correct. that lost them the match. Correct, but. My man scores – let me see what the time on it was. My man scores a penalty in the 40th minute uh, to take a one nothing lead and immediately to no one in mm-hmm. the stands mm-hmm. does the cro- – so hang on. He does a Paneka penalty. Yes, which was bad enough as it was. And then he does the crying mm-hmm. face to an empty stadium. Yeah. I mean, absolute shithouse. It's pretty shithouse oh right there. You can't get any more. No. Now, again – a lot of that taken off by him throwing his arm in the air and committing a penalty. Correct. I mean, there was memes There's abounding. A re- reverse Maradona. He's oh over my here gosh. doing. 
memes abounding you know it was like the per like it was him doing the crying face and then him like with his hands on his face and it was just the perfect like mm-hmm. record scratch yep, yep that's me bet you wondered how i got here <laughs> but yeah so our uh, another entry we have vardy with the the open ears to the no one in the stands on week one uh and then neil malpe with the paneka and the crying face mm. so we'll keep adding those up not every week only when they come to us only when they're worthy of the moment and we'll uh, we'll re- we'll revisit that at the uh, end of the year. Yeah. So we uh, moving on. I mentioned that transfer news was pretty thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruben Diaz coming in from Benfica, uh, sixty-five million pounds center back. Rumor that At- Atamendi might be going the other way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was Benfica if I'd want that because nope. he's trash. Him and his gloves. Yep. His little shitty knit gloves mm-hmm. that my children are, hey i can't stand that unless Firmino wears it then it's okay um okay. but you well, you've got some yeah uh <clears throat> and this <throat> is i saw this again today i'm getting a lot of my news day of recording um so apparently dembele out of barcelona uh his camp as it were his people these are reports coming in from spanish papers uh, that his camp have confirmed reports he is set to join manchester united and a deal worth 75 million uh, including bonuses. Uh, uh, this is from reports in Spain. And this was just now, was uh, about five hours ago. Um, so it, it's interesting that they're not, it's not talks. It's not, you know, personal I deals agreed, but still waiting on a fee. This is fee confirmed. I mean, AS, confirmed as much yeah, as rumors I saw can the, be. What I saw was uh, from AS, they were doing it. Yeah, that they, they were reporting it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, He's got bags of talent. He's a head case. And yep. He's injured a lot. But here's the deal. You know, you guys don't need Sancho. You don't need Usman Dembele, right? Okay. Mm. Is Mason Greenwood, Rashford, Martial, and Bruno Fernandez? Is that your problem? Are they the ones not putting out? Yeah. Right. You got Van de Beek to pair with Pogba, mm-hmm. right? You, you, McTominay, you guys mm-hmm. like. Is that your issue? No. You got some refrigerators for central defenders and a goalkeeper who's past, who's past his days, by yeah, the way. I, I agree. And you don't even have to go find a keeper because you got one. Dean he's, Henderson's he's on the bench. Gonna you be guys the are next paying guy. like $800 billion in wages for Romero, Henderson, and De Gea. I think we still have Lee, Lee Grant on the, uh, wow. on the bench. I think he's, he's like 45. But that's like our Andy Logger and for Liverpool. But yes, I, I just... what. What does Dembele fix for you guys? Yeah, I agree. He doesn't fix it. What What would Sancho fix? Now, Sancho's a little bit... You, because it's much longer term. Yeah. You've got an extra four years on him, right? It, granted, yeah. if you could sign him to the second contract. Well, and it gives a little depth The to, full profile yeah. of it, right? Um, but man, you, you don't need that. You need, you need Ruben Diaz. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what you need. I will say... As much as I 100% agree with this, we need center backs, we need left backs, we need right backs, we need them all. I mean, I love uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaki, but having a competitor there. Luke Shaw, he, he d- does the job. He's decent in defense. He likes to get forward. He can swing one. He's left-footed. He can swing one in the box. I like that. He runs all day. You know, Having a better talent left back is probably the better route. But just, just, just as like a, a, a Man United wet fantasy right here, Having your 
uh, England front three at Manchester United. Your Rashford, Mason Greenwood, and Sancho. That's yeah. your that's your flying three. Your England front three. That chemistry and whatnot, and just seeing that. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, oh. it looks nice. But I mean, if Ragnar Klavan, Loris Karius, and Dayan Lovren are your back triangle, with Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, and Roberto, it works out. Well, yeah. So, but you know, here's the other thing. You know, you guys did something that I thought was in the vein of good, smart business last year. You went out and you found Dan James. Now, mm. let me be clear. I am not saying he is good. He is great. He is anything. But what I'm saying is. You found a player from a lower side who had talent and qualities that you liked. It was cheap and he was young. You buy him and you coach him and you let him grow, right? Mm-hmm. You let him mature. Because mm-hmm. think of the sides. What what side out there, other than Juventus, what side currently is not going through utter, utter turmoil? I guess uh, PSG as well. What side is not going through utter, utter turmoil when they just buy the mm-hmm. established top down? Oh, yeah. Look at Man City. We said it. 500 million pounds spent on defenders. The revolving door that is and, and, Real Madrid. Now, it works some, from time to time. But, but like, but, does it? Yeah. Because they're just benefiting because the Diego Simeone effect kind of wore off and mm-hmm. they spent all that money on Barcelona's Jao. Barcelona is just a garbage the, yeah, fire. Yeah, they spent all the money on Jao Felix and he just doesn't fit a Simeone mm-hmm. team. They got Suarez, and he banged Six on. million euros. But they didn't pay for him for it all. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, this is not. We, we yes. Keep, yes. We yes, always yes. keep falling into. La Liga. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so my point is, you know, you guys aren't doing that yeah. at all. And I get it, it's tough. It's tough to be patient, find good young players. And they don't all have to be good young players. Liverpool bought Virgil van Dyke, mm-hmm. right? Liverpool bought Allison. But those are the those are almost the exception, not the rule, right? It's like we need two big pieces it's like, it's to like in, solidify. What it's we like got. in baseball for all you know here in the states, you can't just go out and buy every single one. You know, maybe you can, and maybe it gets you like one year, right? Mm-hmm. One title, but eventually, all those wage bills, all those transfer fees, whatever it is, it comes home to roost. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can look at our local team, the Tigers. For the last but that's decade the and a half. And what you want to do now is you want to put the small, the small, good, talented pieces in place. Let them mature and take root and grow. Mm. You know, subsidize them with Matic and good uh, pieces around them of like, you know, strong yeah. veteran, you know, the James Milners of the world, even Henderson. Mm. I'm not saying they, they can't play, but like those type of players. Yeah. And then, as they grow and start to become their own players, that's when you buy Allison. That's mm-hmm. when you buy Virgil when you're van Dijk. ready for him. Because those players can come and fit the system hap- and can play. That's what happened at Liverpool. And, you know, I, I lean on it because I have first-hand knowledge of it. Trent coming up as a, you know, Joe Gomez as a right-back for Brendan Rodgers. Could do it, but you saw it wasn't always there. Moved mm-hmm. back centrally. Trent came in at right-back. Could see the talent when he had a spot start when Klein got hurt against mm-hmm. United Three and a half years ago, three years ago, all over the place. He, but he was, he was, but he was, you know, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Right. You buy Robertson from a relegated hall for eight and a half million, right? You put him there, you let him play, you let him grow, and then all of a sudden things start to come together, and Mm -hmm. you do need that piece almost every time. Mm -hmm. You need that piece to go over. 
They bought Sadio Mane cheap. They let him become what it looked like he had the tools to become. Here he is, and he was absolutely unplayable last night against, well, for you guys, two nights ago against Arsenal. Absolutely yeah. unplayable. I mean, he his game, in the definition of everything he did, he was unplayable. Mm. Then they got Mohamed Salah for a little bit, right? Yeah, and I so, mean... not yet. I'm belaboring the point, but as a team... And I'll hate that if Liverpool... I don't want Liverpool to be a team that just buys from the top shelf because it won't work. Yeah. Not not the way that it should work. The return on the rate of investment never will match what yeah. it should be. I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, when I think back to the, to the Fergie years and the years when I even wasn't watching them, but I've gone back and watched games and seasons and, 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 and studied it, whatever you want to call it. From time to time, they'll they would hit the uh, you know the transfer fee for you know Ruud van Nistelrooy transfer fee uh, or somebody Rio. like that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, the team was there, right? You still had the class in '92 was there, and now I just need another piece. Exactly. I need I need a finisher, so I go exactly. buy me a Ruud, right? And Ronaldo, seventeen million pounds from Porto. Now that was still I mean, pretty back big then, fee at the time, like but it wasn't lot, record yeah. transfer fee or anything. I mean, it was close, and it was also for a sixteen-year-old. Correct. But yeah, so, so you know, it's. You, I look at teams like this, and that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted City to go get Messi. Oh yeah, just let that. That would ruin never your... live up to expectations. No. You want to talk about a powder keg? Oh my goodness. Imagine if Messi was on that team and Lester put him over the barrel 5-2. Yeah. Pep would have been Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. You couldn't have losses like that. Well, you couldn't have losses. And you look at what Messi does with uh, Argentina and how it just simply does not work. Hell, Sergio Aguero's on that team. Right. Not that he's the entire team for either of those, but it, it, he works at Barcelona for whatever reason. He Mainly because I mean his best years were with Xavi, Iniesta, Mascherano. Exactly, right. I mean, like Sergio Busquez held the line when Xavi and Iniesta started fading out. God, here we go again. Here we go again. This is La Liga. We, this, God damn it! We we need, we need like when, like Thursday nights. We'll do La Shot Liga collars podcasts. on us. Right? We're it almost just, better at that than we are right? at the Premier League. I don't, yeah, <laughs> but but the idea and this. But my point being, what bringing him to City, I feel like would have had that role that he does at Argentina. I would have I would have put a paycheck on it. An mm-hmm. honest to God paycheck that it would have ended in calamity. Yep. Even if they won the Premier League, at what, what cost? Like what? Like is that what City want? Bankrupting no, your that's club not to what do they it, want. paying five hundred thousand a week in, in, in uh, uh, wages. Yeah, they want a real treble, right? Not they're, the they're living Cup. in the same city as the last treble winners. The right? only English treble winners. That's right. So, you know, yeah. you. you they would it would have never ever got to those points mm-hmm. because you know Messi isn't stopping any goals going in. No. His defensive work rate is on the decline. It, and by that I mean it never nil. got off the ground, right? Yeah. So but yeah, so I mean it'll be I mean Dembele's got tons of talent. I don't particularly. I See would take Sancho up. over him as much as I agree that we attacking attacking mids and wingers aren't necessarily what we need. I would take Sancho a hundred times over over Dembele. A just for the the long the long game and also the injury proneness that Dembele is. He's a lunatic in general. Um, I mean, here's the other thing though: both those players play on the right. Right. 
If it was on the left, I could make a bit more case of like, well, Martial, we don't see him long term. He can still pay and we want to sell him. Yeah. You're taking minutes away from Greenwood. Greenwood can play in the left. Okay, and, and yeah, I, he can play in left. He, fair enough. It is preferred, okay, fair enough. preferred right. He can play in left. Every now and again, they'll switch All right. back and so, forth. So I, I, but, you know, that that's my yeah. – because we talked about that in the summer when we were on our vacation, right? And that that was my concern, mm-hmm. like, as an, as an outlier is, okay, whatever you do, that's fine if that's where you want to spend some money. But my concern, if that was me, is we can't take his minutes Correct. away. He needs to play yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. In good situations, high pressure situations, you know, he needs yeah. to play. The worst thing that could happen for him right now, which may happen and may not even be the club's fault or positioning's fault, but you don't want him to take at least a major step back from last year. Last year, breakout season, yeah. bagging goals, when we needed the goals, when we we're down, when we we're tied, coming to the end. You need him to maintain that energy and, and, and transition that energy into maturing as opposed to just instinctual stiff stuff. We want this to be technique and, and muscle memory stuff. Yeah, that's fluid. Going you, you've, forward. Got yeah. This, you've got this cohesion. Yeah, right? but, if he, but yeah, you take minutes away from him now and I, you can see, you can just foresee the regression that could happen there, which is yeah. not what you want. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll we'll see uh, see what comes of it. See if Usman brings his talents to to Manchester, to South Manchester. Yeah. Looking forward, uh, match week four, we've got a uh, a straight weekend slate. No Monday, because uh, if I am correct, Monday is transfer day. Let me check. And Monday, October. It's the sixth. Okay, so it's the 5th. 5th. So maybe transfer day is on Sunday. I think it's the 4th. Anyways, transfer deadline's coming up. The international transfer deadline, I believe, is either the 4th or the 5th. You found the podcast online. I'm sure you can type in Google and, and get yeah. clarification on that. Um, so we've got Saturday and Sunday matches. So I'm going to run through, keep your ears peeled, and we'll pick out some games that we want to watch. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Chelsea uh, hosting Palace at 7.30. Everton hosting Brighton at 10 a.m. Leeds is hosting Man City at 12.30. And Newcastle hosting Burnley at 3. That's your Saturday slate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your Sunday slate, Leicester is hosting West Ham. Southampton, or that's at 7 a.m. Southampton also at 7 a.m. hosting uh, Eastern European FC West Brom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arsenal. So just to be clear, we're, that's what that's what I'm, I'm not. Yeah, it's backing yeah, off that. As long as Slavon Bilic is there, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Man, if he's not, I hope it's like a Russian manager, or oh, like some hostile just, takeover. Yeah, just for, like a bad boys movie. <laughs> Where is a green tracksuit to the pitch? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyways, uh, Arsenal 9 a.m. against Sheffield Wolves, uh, looking for a bounce back 9 a.m. against Fulham. Manchester United hosting Spurs at 11.30, and Villa hosts Liverpool at 2.15. What match are you watching? Um, Man City leads. Let's let's see if I gotta Leeds... Look, i got to pick one out for myself now. Yeah, there you go. Let's see if Leeds can put one more, because it's going to take more than a goal. It's also Manchester City. I don't expect Leeds to do much, but I want to see if they can come out like they did with Liverpool. If they can have the performance they had week one with Liverpool, I think they beat Manchester City. Yeah, so that's, you know... You know, this is exactly like I'm going to read my notes for what I wrote. I go Leeds versus City. What an awful draw after being undressed for Manchester mm-hmm. City, right? 
If it was Liverpool, it might be an e- it might be easier to get up, but does it being Leeds and seeing how well they've started almost place that small fracture where if something poor happens early, that the whole house of cards could come down. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, think about I didn't it. even read that when before I made my comment. So so Patrick Bamford, he's one of those guys who's not going to be in the Golden Boot race, but he's just he's just going to continue mm-hmm. to bag. Yep, and that's the system. Uh, Costa's looking great in the midfield for him. They're just scoring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just got pants by Leicester. Yep. And so this isn't Fulham where you know you can come back. And look, City has the quality to easily run over Leeds. Correct. I mean, they could beat them 7 nothing, and I would not be surprised. Nope. However, if they score and then Leeds come back and equalize, or Leeds scores one scores, or scores two. Scores early. Oh, my gosh, man. Mm-hmm. And they might again. They might come back, and they might overpower. But boy, you can really see where it's just coming up. Yeah, you can see where it's ready to the, come. The apart. ball of yarn is is getting pulled out. You yeah. know, I mentioned it. I think at the the first episode we did talking about that, where you watch these Man City teams in Europe under Pep. And you know, if you watch the All or Nothing Amazon documentary a few years mm. ago, before the European matches, he's like a ball of nerves. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like his team now emulates yeah. that, right? They don't feel that confidence. You know, Jurgen Klopp went into the dressing room before the Barcelona second tie and said, right, maybe it was after at the Camp No, after they lost 3 nothing, And he said, we have to, you know, 3 nil to 3 nil to Barcelona. It's probably impossible. But because it's you boys, mm. I think it's possible. Right and and they something. You, whatever you don't that, really that's coach see, speak. You don't really but like see you don't Pep get do that, that calming effect. Yeah. You see him like running his hands through his non-existent hair, yeah. talking to no one next to him in the empty seat, just mm-hmm. you know having these panic yeah. attacks. Yes, yeah. and like the team in those we have to have it moments a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Just you can see it just fall apart. Which I mean, you saw that in the Leicester game. Exactly. When Lester went up, what was it three one? You just, when that third goal hit, it, heads are down. They, they're they, just, yeah. What? Oh they, my god! Their legs went do? out from under them. Their heads were gone. They couldn't do anything. And there was nothing from the sideline that was outside of Pep just throwing his hands in the air. There was nothing. There was nothing bringing them back into the game. You know who's their midfield marshal? Ever mm-hmm. since Yaya was left. it Ferdinandino going to start shouting well, at so, people? But and, like Ferdinandino, I mean, he's like, captain in the side. But he's like a Conte, right? Yeah. He's quiet. He'll do the work. At least from what you see from the TV. Mm. But he's also, he's getting old. He's losing. He's not Mm. as good as he was a few years ago. They've also ratcheted down those technical fouls that they love to play. Yep. Um, But yeah, that was the one I had to just skimming through. I mean. Man United Spurs will be interesting. Spurs are on a a come off a draw. They just came up with a Kabar uh, Cup win against Chelsea. Now they are back to back there, so I wonder if they they're not going to rest against United. But I wonder United got to be careful there. The first two of the week, Chelsea bringing in Palace. You know, Palace. Like I said, they were part of the. I didn't trust you, Derby. Mm-hmm. But Chelsea, we saw what happened to them. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think Everton, Brighton, though, and that, that was another one I was going to say. You know, Everton's Malpe hosting is, Brighton is. Bagging goals for all intents and purposes the last yeah, couple and, weeks, and we have to. We, I sent you that link that allegedly Byron are interested in our boy Tariq Lamptey. Yeah, which, which of course they are. 
I'm ready to make this a Lamptey podcast. We are a Tyreek Lamptey podcast. And La Liga. Yeah. If Tariq Lamptey goes to Barcelona or Real Madrid, we're, we're just transitioning yeah, we're this going, entire we're podcast. Becoming, yeah, we're becoming yeah. Bundesliga podcast. Yeah. We go where he goes. Exactly. But, man, yeah. that'd suck. It would suck because we don't get to watch him anymore. It'd also be really funny because it's another in a long, long, long list of Chelsea don't know what the fuck they're doing with their kids. Yes. De Bruyne, Salah, You would think Lamptey. Lampard, of all people, should be able to recognize talent and it seems like he's doing he did that with he recognized mason mount for an at derby brought him over he grew up in the chelsea uh 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 uh, system you would think that he of all like Mourinho won't right but you would think lampard will and yet maybe not we'll see i mean maybe the board's got control over it i don't know but uh, that's a conversation for a different time all right so lead city and then the the first two Chelsea Palace, possibly Everton, Brighton. But I think we can all agree Leeds City is going to be the one uh, we got our eyes on. Mm-hmm. So, All right, well, it was a fun week. We got goals galore this year. They just keep coming. So hey, Keep them coming. I'm know, cool it, with that. Uh, no, Not going to be a lot of clean sheets this year, it no, feels like. No, I, on our on our sheet, I haven't even because it's like 11 teams with one. Yeah. So I, I don't even write down who's leading the league in clean sheets no. because – it's many at just one. That's it's going to be it. Fabianski at uh, right. uh, West Ham with yeah. that. Uh, 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 That's it. Goose egg That's right there. The yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to see that on the paper. No, no, there's no <laughs> clean sheets. No Golden Glove winner. All right. Well, this was uh, match week three here for Top Drawer. I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.